Alright, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, as you guys already know from reading the title, is the Variety Podcast. And figured always do the quick review before or quick talk about what the Variety Podcast is. I talk about any toys that have recently been confirmed, comic books I've picked up, and kind of just anything else I'm really feeling like talking about. So, without further ado, let's just get into it. So, let's start off with some toy news. I figured this one is decently a large amount for toys. We did just have HasbroCon, or Hasbro PulseCon, and they confirmed a fair amount of stuff that I feel as though a lot of people were not anticipating fully. And a lot of stuff that I was not even expecting. So, first off, so in case, I can't remember if I talked about it last time. If I did, that's fine. If I didn't, I figured might as well bring it up. So, Hasbro did officially get on the Hasbro Pulse website, did officially release the Hellfire Goon. Pretty much, Army Builder. Now, the the Hellfire Goons, essentially they were the... More it's just like the henchmen of the Hellfire Club. Now they're in blue uniform, blue and red uniform with these weird masks on their face. Now you can buy them off Hasbro Pulse's website. Now they did sell out pretty quickly. They are apparently, when you guys are hearing this, to be October 9th. So you guys would have a chance to actually, if that's something you want, you can pick them up. Apparently, or apparently supposed to be back in stock. Now they are $15 a piece. And that is about $5 cheaper than the average Marvel Legend itself. Most Marvel Legends go from $20 to $25, depending upon where you buy it from. And if it's deluxe, it's almost as high as $30. Maybe maybe more than that. But that's usually the first one I'm going to start off with, just because it's one for people who are giant X-Men fans, or who love collecting the X-Men Marvel Legends. I definitely say... You know, that's a must-want, and particularly, I know I'm going to get one just because I need, like, at least five. Actually, I think I'm probably going to max at five, just due to the fact that I like having extra, and you never can have enough villains for the X-Men to fight. Now, in that same vein, Hasbro also confirmed some other Marvel Legends. Now, they confirmed another Marvel Legends wave. And it was more of the Game Reverse wave. It's the Game Reverse Joe Fix-It, which essentially is the Grey Hulk. And within that wave, you have Thunderstrike, who was pretty much just another guy that was a kind of quick explanation of Thunderstrike. Now, I might I might do a little more in-depth with him, but I will hold off. But he was essentially he was another person that was found worthy of being Thor. He was during the 90s. He kind of has a cool look, different. Compared to most, but he was Thor for a little while. He also was given his own hammer and had some more powers to Thor, and he went by the name Thunderstrike. So you had him. You also have more of a classic-looking Falcon. You've got pretty much a stealth Game Reverse cap and a stealth, I guess, Iron Man, however you want to put it. Then you have uh, Jocasta, or Yucasta, who is essentially a female Ultron, and then you have a... Pretty much a remake 
of the Kang figure. So for most people who are kind of curious, Hasbro did a Kang the Conqueror figure back in, I think, 2007-2008. He wasn't a bad figure, but he just wasn't my favorite. And they just kind of were like, well, let's just go about fixing it. Let's just do one. And he is the main figure that they wanted to really redo on top of that. So a lot of people have been very excited about that wave. It's not, to me, the best wave they could do. I definitely feel as though there was a lot of potential, but I definitely know the personal top ones I think that most people are probably going to get is... I'm going to list off from 1 to 4 real quick. So number 1, I'm almost going to guarantee is Falcon, then Thunderstrike, then Yocasta, then Kang the Conqueror. Just in that order, just because a lot of people want a regular Falcon, and he's going to be one that I know a lot of people are going to be wanting. Thunderstrike, because he's got a cool head sculpt. Plus, it's a Thor figure you can kind of play with, and you're happy with it. Yocasta, because why not have a female Ultron? And then, on top of that, Kang the Conqueror, some people are probably going to also want because it's another villain. And it's a villain that really does play a very significant role for the, you know, Marvel Universe in itself. And some people are trying to make guesses at, you know, Kang the Conqueror being the next big villain of the MCU and all that. Which would not surprise me at all. And I think he'd be a great choice for the next villain of the MCU. They also... On top of that, Hasbro also did a couple other figures. They showed off a little more of their G.I. Joe stuff. Uh, I can't remember everybody they confirmed. I know. I think it was... I think the top one, I think, was... Oh, my God. I, I, it's going to kill me because I personally I should know more G.I. Joe stuff. But I'm not, like, the biggest G.I. Joe fan. I would definitely say take a look at their website for G.I. Joe... Because for a reason, I'm just blanking on him. Just being honest. I think it's, uh... Is it Darmatan? I can't remember, but I know he was... It starts with a D. I'm sure somebody's probably going to be like, Hey, it was this guy. But he was probably the biggest figure out of that that a lot of people were looking forward to. You also have another Hasbro, which is the Hasbro... Star Wars Black Series, and they are doing, you know, another Mandalorian wave, which I'm excited about. Like, I definitely want to get some more of the Mandalorians, particularly I want to get a Boba Fett. They do have a carbonized Boba Fett that just got confirmed, as well as you also have the Mandalorian himself from the TV show, the child, and other figures that they're also doing, like, retro card or vintage card releases of. Definitely that has caught my interest. I think they also just did a wave two of the Empire Strikes Back. And I think that's Vader, a Stormtrooper. I can't remember everybody. I think Boba Fett's involved in that as well, if I recall. But they definitely have a fair amount of figures that I'm definitely curious about. Now, some people did complain because... Hasbro, particularly the Star Wars side, did decide to do more holiday Christmas themes. And in particular, you know, they had the red and green Stormtroopers, which to me, when I looked at it, I didn't think it was a bad idea. I'm like, why not? 
you know, why not take advantage of that? You know, you don't really see that with too many of the other, you know, Hasbro lines. I feel like Star Wars is really the only one I see that with. Like, I would love to see, like, you know, Marvel Legends do that with, you know, more holiday themes for, like, Iron Man or Captain America. Or just some random wacky figures. I think that'd be something cool that I feel like a lot of people would be like, hey, this is something I'm not expecting. Now... What they did do was they made stormtroopers in those different colors with like different weapons, and they look good in my opinion. Like they are well designed, and to be honest, I think the only biggest issue that I saw, which was surprising to me, and I was talking to one of my buddies about it, and we were like, you know, people were giving crap to Hasbro for doing the stormtroopers. We're like, really and truly, they should be giving them crap for not giving us like. Like a a Sith Lord or something like that in those Star in like the holiday colors, and I joked I was like, why not make a Count Dooku or Vader, in like red and green or something like that, and we were like, dude, we would buy that because we think it'd be something cool and be something different. And to be honest, I kind of want more of that, you know, different stuff. I feel as though we're kind of in a way. You know, we're so used to the same old, same old when it comes down to, you know, Hasbro. And a lot of people want to complain about, oh, well, this guy, this head sculpt wasn't the best or this wasn't the best. And they just want to kind of go and, you know, just kind of just bash it when to me it's kind of like, eh, you can, in a lot of ways, you know, why not just make something different, be excited that you're getting something different. At least that's me. Now, within that same vein from Hasbro, Hasbro confirmed a lot, I'm going to mind you guys. You also had the Power Rangers Lightning Collection, so they just confirmed Wave 7. And Wave 7 was the Green Ranger Tommy with the new head sculpt. I think Dino Ranger Red. Uh, I think it's Metallic Pink Ranger. And I believe it is the Lord Zed Putty Patroller. Those are the four figures from that. Now you also have a couple two-packs I think that have, been, that have been not fully confirmed, but they have been talked about, or at least they're ones that they're looking at. One is the Astronema and Andros from In Space two-pack, and I think that's the only the one I've heard a lot more rumors on. And that's kind of interesting. Now they do also have the... Zeo Megazord, and then the original MMPR Megazord that they're also going to be coming out with. So I think those would be definitely some interesting pickups for just people who are fans of the way or fans of the you know figure series. So definitely, if you know if you're a big fan of any of those Hasbro figures, definitely you know keep your eye out. Now McFarlane has also been on the ball about it. They've definitely got their eye on the prize. You know, they just confirmed that they're doing a bronze Batman. And then they've got a couple other figures that they are slowly ready to, you know, confirm out there. Which definitely I'm curious to see. I know they did. I think I talked about last time where they had confirmed more of the Dark Knight's Metal with Red Sun Superman, the Drowning. I think the uh, Dark Knight's Batman, that mo- the Dark Knight's motorcycle, and I believe there was. I think the uh, 
Damian Wayne Robin. I think that was the main ones they really confirmed. Now they do have others that they are probably going to do, but I just don't know which ones they are yet. Now you also have, you know, some Mortal Kombat stuff. I think it's Katana and I believe Baraka are the next ones for McFarlane's wave of, the, of uh, Mortal Kombat figures. And there there's plenty of figure news out there. And I could go on for literally the whole podcast about it. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to end it on the last one that I feel like is very much probably the one that's caught my attention the most. And our, but before I kind of jump into it, there was another Hasbro Marvel Legends exclusive that just got confirmed, which was the Thanos and Family 5-pack, which essentially is Thanos, Colpsidian, uh, Proxima Midnight, Think it, uh, then it's, uh, oh my god. Ebony Maw. And, oh my god. Fruiting, what's his face? Essentially, the Thanos family, more or less, like his, pretty much, Black Order. They're more or less, they're doing a new five-pack. Now, they are doing more or less new sculpts for them. Thanos is more or less the same. He does have him scarred and not scarred. And the figures are good. It's definitely, I think it runs about 120. Definitely an interesting pack. Because it's two Build-A-Figures and then a... It's two Build-A-Figures, which is Thanos and, and Call Obsidian. And then the rest are more or less just regular figures. So that's the last one I saw that got confirmed along with the black cat figure figure for Spider-Man Retro Wave. So those are the last of the newest stuff that got confirmed. And if there's more, I'll talk about it on the next variety podcast. But last but certainly not least, and I think this is probably the one that I think I was most excited for. And it's one I don't think I've talked about early too much, which was the Super 7 toy line. Now Super 7 is another Toy producer that does a lot of, you know, 80s action figures. Like, that's their style, like, they pick from. Which is primarily, like, Thundercats, He-Man, Ninja Turtles. Like, those are the big three they've been working on. You know, their their Thundercats figures look amazing. Because they more or less took up a lot of the old Mattel licenses. And they just took them and they just made them better. They, their Thundercats, in my opinion... They call them the Thundercats Ultimate Figures. Dude, they're a perfect figure. Like, they're just amazing. They're Panthero, they're Lion-O. They just look just amazing, in my opinion. And then, of course, you have the He-Man figures they have, which I brought up. Now, the one I'm going to talk about is not even that. It's part of the Ninja Turtles. And it's them actually doing a cartoon Casey Jones. From the eight, from like the late '80s, early '90s Ninja Turtles cartoon, and his ultimate figure just looks amazing. I would definitely say, if you are a big fan of like Ninja Turtles and you like that old school like style, like that's what you grew up collecting. Like your parents bought you those kind of figures. Like you're like, hey, I want to you know, get back in those figure collecting, so on and so forth. I would definitely say Super Seven's your way to go. Now, the only disadvantage I will say to Super 7 is it's a double-edged sword. 
If you know about them, pre-order the figure, get them. If you don't, it's very difficult and you will pay more money on the aftermarket to buy those figures right now. Because I don't know if they're going to do more re-releases or what they're going to do. But definitely keep your eyes out for those sales. Definitely check like Big Bad Toy Store, Megalopolis. I'm not sponsored by them, but I throw those out there because this way you can keep your eye on them. And this way you're like, oh yeah, these are the figures I was looking for. If that's something you definitely want to look at. So check them out if that's something that really catches your eye. Just saying. That they are a good set of figures and they do great job of that. Now let's get to just... But actually, before we even get to comic books, let's talk about something else. They did do the release on the Vision and WandaVision trailer, which, along with the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, and both look good, in my opinion. I'm excited about both. I think I'm a little more excited about Mandalorian due to the fact that I personally feel as though the first season of Mandalorian was just a great return for classic Star Wars fans. And to me I just I like the series. I think it just it knocked it out of the park. And I really enjoyed how they set that up, at least to me. Like I really appreciated that. So I love season two's trailer. I'm definitely curious about what they're gonna do. And then the WandaVision trailer, I'm definitely very curious about. Because they definitely set up a lot of stuff that's gonna make us very curious as to what's going on like how they got there so those two definitely are among the top that i am very 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 curious about and i'm glad that disney is you know really and truly putting that work behind them to give the fans something that i feel as though we deserve now let's get to comic book talk. I figured I, you guys heard about toys. Now you guys have heard about some TV shows. I figured you guys have been waiting to talk about comic books. Now, up to this point, I have not picked up certain books yet. I usually kind of wait just to pick them up because if they're books I've picked up physically, I stay physically. If they're books I pick up digitally, then I'm good. But within my last digital pickup, I picked up... The Extra Swords event that just started, I think right now they're up to part five. And you've had Extra Swords. Then you had, I believe, X-Men, issue 12. Or was it X-Men or X-Force? No, I think it was Excalibur. Then you had Wolverine, X-Force, and Marauders. So that's the first five issues of the Extra Swords event that's currently ongoing. And I will talk a little bit about Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. I keep meaning to talk about it, but the reason why I don't fully is because it's a lot of it's a lot of, you know, continuity and story that has been brought up. And I definitely I know I can do it. But it would not be like a 20 to 30 minute podcast. This would be like an hour, two part, this would be a two hour long 
part episodes and it'd be very difficult to really and truly just do them justice for you guys in such a short time. Just saying it's it's a lot of work. And it's it's not going to slow down anytime soon. So definitely I've collected X-Men. Uh, definitely I caught up on Dare, Chip Sadarsky's Daredevil. I did pick up that physically as well. That definitely is one of those series that along with Venom and the Immortal Hulk, it's up there for you guys to pick up. You know, Daredevil, Thor, Venom, and the Immortal Hulk, and X-Men, I would definitely say, you know, you could personally, if there were two titles I feel like if you really had to skip, I would definitely say... X-Men, I wouldn't be surprised if you skipped it. Because it's like, you would have to collect all the titles, and that can easily be skipped. Not saying it's a bad... Not saying you're forced to it, but you kind of have to protect your comic book budget, in my opinion. If you've got an infinite one, go for it. But if not, you're like me, you're like, hey, I'm just going to pick up books that I like. Then pick and choose, personally. And that's usually, at least to me, the best idea. So I would definitely X-Men, and I might even say I love the Immortal Hulk, but that's because I'm also a Hulk fan. But I would definitely say that, I mean, I this is a tough one, because the top two I'm going to really say stay with is Daredevil and Venom. You could interchange Thor and Hulk pretty easily, and X-Men you can kind of be like, okay, yeah, I don't really need to worry about that. But those are personally my top five, I would say, to pick up for Marvel currently. But, yeah, dude, they're, honestly, Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky has just been amazing. If you haven't been reading that, pick up the trade paperbacks, find the back issues, get on that, man. It's, it's only on issue 22. You are not that far behind on it, and you can easily catch up. And you will honestly thank yourself because Chip Zdarsky does such a great job of really giving you a great Daredevil story that you're not feeling as though, oh, this has already been done. You know, he plays a little bit with it, but he makes sure that the story you're getting, it it feels fresh and brand new. It's not like recycled. He makes sure anything he has to recycle makes sense to the story. This way, if you're like, hey, well, how did Matt Murdock become the mayor of New York or blah, 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 all these things? He goes over it and he makes it relevant to what's going on. And he makes it very easy for you as the reader to get into it and not be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm so confused. So definitely that's one I would say get on. But definitely it's only up to issue 22. Definitely collect those. They're well worth getting. Uh, the next one I picked up was, I don't think I picked up any DC besides, actually the only real big DC I picked up was Batman 3 Jokers, at book 2, and of course that's just, that story's getting better and I'm more curious as to where that's going to go, especially with how 
you know, Jeff Johns is doing and Jason Fabox artwork is just amazing. So, dude, he's just knocking it out of the park. You also have with that, I don't I know you had I know issue 100 of Batman just released on on Tuesday. I have not picked it up yet. So, I'm not going to throw it in the list. So, I will skip that one. There's a couple other indie titles that just came out that I will talk about in the next Variety Podcast. I'm just trying to remember if there's any DC titles I got this week. Was there any? I don't think there was any Dark Knight's Death Metal or anything like that that I picked up, I don't believe. Yeah, I think I'm good. Let me take a look through my selection real quick while I'm thinking about it this way. If it is something I'm skipping, like I know it really quickly. Um, I don't think there was. Uh, yeah, sorry, this is always a fun one for me. Well, I guess while I'm looking, uh, you also had issue two of Maestro that came out, and that was definitely a, you know, that just added more and more to how good Peter David's writing is, and to me, just how much more of the Maestro story that we want, and that I'm truly excited about. So I definitely feel as though it's only getting better, and I personally feel as though that if you love, you know, the Hulk, if that's something that's definitely been something you've wanted to stay consistently with, then I would definitely say picking up Maestro is well worth it then, at least to me, and it's only issue two, it's a limited series, but it's definitely a fun limited series. Now, I also picked up Ultraman, The Rise of Ultraman, and that's done by Kyle Higgins with, uh, I believe it's Matt, is it Matt Grom? Who's the, who's the other writer on the book? Um, just want to make sure I got everybody's name. Yeah, it's Kyle Higgins and Matt Gr- and Matt Groom. They were definitely the two guy, two guys that, to be honest, they worked on Power Rangers and they're working on Ultraman. And Ultraman, more or less, is a Japanese superhero, more or less, kind of like an alien. Now, there's some people who know more about it than I do, and I really don't have. Well, there's a probably a fair amount of people that know more about it than I do. Definitely, I know there's a Ultraman anime on Netflix you can check out. And definitely, that's something that catches your interest. Definitely get into it. But this is Marvel's kind of one of their first stories into kind of giving kind of, you know, American readers more chances at, you know, Japanese mediums versus just manga. I know at first we had, you know, Attack on Titan, so on and so forth. 
But this is kind of just another, you know, ability for more people to see, you know, Japanese characters being written in American style to kind of get American audience. And it's definitely worth the read. I like the story. It's definitely, to me, you can tell Kyle Higgins and Matt Groom really know what they're doing for the character. And they're really giving us something cool and unique to play with. Now, the next one kind of surprised me, which was Shang-Chi. And he is, he's Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. And he's one that I really haven't seen too much of in a while. He was always the other guy that really competed with Danny Rand, the Iron, the Immortal Iron Fist, for like pretty much being the best martial artist in Marvel. And he was there, pretty much their equivalent to Bruce Lee. And he, they decided to do, I think it's a 12-issue miniseries for him. And I was very surprised at, one, the writing was really good. And the artwork, I felt like, was really good. And you can tell that they're building up an idea for the Shang-Chi movie that's supposed to be coming out. Definitely, you're, you know, you're looking for more action and... Let's say you're really looking for more of like a Bruce Lee-esque story. I would definitely say Shang-Chi is up your alley. And it's definitely worth getting. Now, this is another title from... This is probably, I think, my only indie title that I think I am talking about. Oh, I think I have, I think I know one of my other indies. It was a uh, freaking... Oh, my God. It was... Of course, you had Terminator and Transformers... I think they just finally wrapped that up, so I will talk about that at one point. But I think that was last week. Yeah, while I'm looking through this stuff, I'm going to talk about a couple of my indie titles. So Terminators vs. Transformers was definitely a cool story. Definitely worthwhile. Uh, That was one that I picked up. Is there any others that really and truly caught my interest i really just need to start writing down some of these books oh, da, 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 da. Uh, well while i'm doing that you had one book that i picked up and it was by vault who also did the book the heavy they just released issue one for is it's called the animal and I was actually very surprised that I really liked the book. To me, it gave me a very... Uh, gave me a very good horror, you know, supernatural vibe. Which, I really like that. And I will, at one point, talk about this book by itself. But definitely, I would say... This is probably the 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 Audible. I definitely would say is probably my pick for indie book. If I really had to throw it out there, if you're looking for that whole you know horror mystery vibe, above all else. But definitely, it was one that really impressed me. The artwork's impressive. The writing looks really good, and I just like how they set the story up. You know, just to me, and I'll go more in depth with it later, but I wanted to throw that out there. It's definitely worthwhile getting.
Um, just making sure there's no India titles that I had forgotten about that I picked up. Because definitely there is always a book. It just comes down to, am I getting it at the time? So, ah, that Texas Blood Issue 4 did come out. That was a good one. Yep, I've already talked about Transformers versus Terminator. That was a fun one. Um, then it was, actually it wasn't Excalibur, it was X-Factor. That was part two of the uh, X of Swords. So, I would definitely say, it was, I had, to me, I felt like I got a good comic book haul. And I will... I'm going to put it out there. I think my number one pick, I think I'm going to stick with Animal. Above all else, I think it was the one that I felt like had something that I was looking for. That, you know, in comparison to more, more normal superhero stories, I just haven't gotten. And I feel as though, again, like I've talked about with independent books before... That's something that I'm getting a lot out of the indie titles that I definitely am appreciating. So, definitely, I would say if you guys are looking for a good indie company to jump in on, I would definitely say Vault Comics is the way to go. You've got the Heavy, you've got the Automal. I think they've also got, I think they're about to release a book called, I think it's Gigi, but it deals more with mechs. So... Definitely, if any of those catch your eye, or if there's any other books that really catch your eye, you're like, hey, I want to read these, or anything like that, whether it's Boom Studios, Image, you know, the Vault, Vault Comics, anything like that, definitely jump on it. Honestly, give them a shot, and personally, pick up some indie books, man. There are a lot of them that, oh, I almost forgot another one. No, uh, Undiscovered Country. I almost forgot about that one. But uh, just to get back to it, there's a lot of independent books that are coming out right now. And they're doing well because the indie scene is so strong. And I encourage that for people who are newcomers to comics or just people who left comic books to come back in. You know, get on these indie books. I think you'll be more surprised at the level of creator-owned and a lot of the stuff that you're seeing is more worth it to pick up than a lot of the more main titles from Marvel or DC. And definitely give those a shot. So, I guess with that being said, there really isn't much else i got to talk about. So, uh, yeah, you guys have a great day, and uh, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, yeah, I guess you guys can... I guess I don't really always promote this, but uh, you guys can always find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or even just any place you find your podcast. But uh, yeah, thank you again, guys, for listening, and uh, I always appreciate it. Have a great day. Later.